0: Shalom aleikum, Assalamu alaikum, Namaste, Shalom, Salam. Uh, welcome to Harlem University Radio, and this is Naeem Abdurafi, uh, your moderator and uh, history reader for tonight. Uh, fervently, sincerely looking for more. History readers, and if you if you um, choose to volunteer to uh, join me, then you become a faculty member of Harlem University. So uh, give 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 that some thought. And also, if you choose to come on and share the work that you're doing on your memoir. Um, you become a faculty member. No, no degree necessary. Okay. So um, let's see a little um, word about logistics here. So if um, if you're listening to this, um, well, you could be listening to this uh, this show in two ways. You would you could be listening. uh, on on the uh, night of or afternoon of, depending on your time zone, uh, Tuesday, uh, January 4th. The uh, broadcast time is 7 p.m. Eastern. So if you're on the West Coast, I guess that puts you at about, uh, what's that, 4 p.m.? So if you're listening at, at, uh, at, at that time, then, uh, then you're live. And if you wanted to, you could, uh, you could connect by phone and, um, and, and be brought on to the show uh, to, um, you know, to comment. Or you could, um, you could chat in. But in order to do that, you would need a, uh, a free account at blogtalkradio.com blogtalkradio.com, get yourself a free account, and uh, then uh, with that, uh, you know, um, look for Harlem University Radio, and um, join the show, and send your chat. And after the, uh, after I finish my reading, uh, I'll, uh, I'll check my, I'll check my chat board, and See, see who's out there, and uh, you know, see who see who's left a left a comment and and and, and respond. So, so that, that's for that's for um, accessing the show live. And uh, if you're listening to this uh, after uh, Tuesday, January fourth, then um, you're um, you, you you are. Well, you could be listening at uh, anchor.fm where um, where the show is uh, is uh, is a podcast anchor.fm um, slash naeem hyphen Abdurafi. um so you could be listening at anchor <clears throat> or you could be um accessing it uh, at at, at uh, one of the podcast platforms to which anchor distributes the, this show uh, to get to you uh, you know, you know the, 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 the way to figure all of this out and get to the right place for accessing and leaving comments is to go to um, Harlem go to the Harlem University radio page uh, at Facebook. Harlem University Radio, and um, you—I um, do believe that yes, as a matter of fact, if you access that page by uh, you know with with your phone, with your cell phone, you can actually um, uh, there, there's a podcast link there, and uh, that'll that'll uh, uh, enable you to listen to this show and and previous shows but I think if you if you if you go to the page there are links there and there and, there, and there's a, a way to get to the blog talk radio show page if that's where you want to go or uh, there there's a link that enables you to uh, go to um, to anchor uh, uh, dot FM all right so um, so much for logistics so tonight uh, we're going to um, continue with um, uh, on the road to civilization a world history published in 1936 authored by doctors Albert Kerr Heckel, James Sigmund now <clears throat> In the last three or four uh, shows, we've been, uh, I've been, uh, um, you know, following the chronological sequence of the textbook, and I'll continue doing that tonight. So we started out with uh, the development of civilization in the Nile Valley. Then we went from, you know, is, is, is Egypt uh the, the development of that civilization, and we went from there and did a couple of shows uh concerning um, uh, concerning the uh, uh, euphrates The the uh why why is it that i hear <laughs> it, it, it'll come to me the 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 other river th- that valley uh, uh, the, the the fertile crescent. Uh, for some reason, the the the, the, the name of the uh, of the of of the river uh, escapes me. So we have the development of of civilization in in that valley. Uh, the Sumerians and uh, Babylonians and and Assyrians and uh, uh, um, Babylonians again, um, uh, uh, Persians. Okay. Um, Tigris, Euphrates. Tigris is the other river. So that valley. So um, now we are at beginnings of a civilization in the West. And I will proceed with reading. Topic. How did Oriental civilization reach Europe? Civilization came from the east to the west by way of Crete. Between Greece and Asia Minor stretched the Aegean Sea, the easternmost arm of the Mediterranean. Hundreds of islands in the Aegean served as a highway over which Oriental civilization found its way into Greece. Crete was the largest of these islands. And from it, a modified Egyptian culture spread to other islands, uh, to other islands, to the west coast of Asia Minor, and to the Greek mainland, and Europe. And this, of course, is before Greeks were there. The Greeks found this culture in uh, in the Aegean world when, centuries after it had been established, they, that is the Greeks, came from the Danube Valley in search of a new home, the Danube Valley. The Danube River begins in, uh, in Germany, in the Black Forest area of Germany, and uh, travels, um, I guess, south and east to the Black Sea. So, <clears throat> back to Crete. As Crete was only a few days sail from the mouth of the Nile, it is not strange that the culture of the island was inspired by Egypt. Building ships on Egyptian models, the Cretans became a seafaring people. In the age of the pyramid builders, the Cretans carried on a constant commerce with Egypt and began to establish commercial relations far and wide in the Mediterranean. And let me throw, get, uh, throw a quick note in here. So the, the, the Cretans are uh, carrying on commercial relations with Egypt. Egypt is at the same time carrying on commercial relations with the interior of Africa. So from Egypt, the islanders learned the use of the potter's wheel and of the closed oven, bake, uh, oven for baking clay, clay vases or vases. This led to the development of a large pottery, uh, of, of large pottery industries. The Cretans also made beautiful stone vessels in imitation of those of Egypt. The Cretans were not slavish copiers. They expressed in all their handicrafts and in their decorative art an originality in taste and skill which marks real advance over the art of their teachers. Cretan masterpieces in gold, bronze, and carved ivory excelled anything known in the Oriental world. So again, Africa, ivory. Huh. Oh, and By the way, um, uh, pottery industry. This was major in, in those days. The, the, the vases, the clay vases or vases were, were ex- extremely important um, for um, oh, oh, preserving food, storing this, storing that. They were extremely important. Okay, next subject. Let's see. Well, no, I didn't finish here. So, But Cretans were not slavish copiers. They expressed in all their handicrafts and in their decorative art an originality in taste and skill which marks real advance over the art of their teachers. Cretan masterpieces in gold, bronze, and carved ivory excels anything known in the Oriental world. Okay. The palace... At Nassus one of the best expressions of Cretan architecture was the King's Palace at, 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 at Nassus built around 2000 BC Nassus C N O S S U S or K N O S S U S okay the structure had several stories and a labyrinth of courts corridors colonnades rooms and passages. Its water pipes, bathrooms, drains, ventilating shafts, and folding or sliding doors suggest some of our modern conveniences. Well, modern again, this is a 1936 publication. It was filled with much gorgeous furniture. Paintings on the walls reveal a high advancement in feminine costuming. For many for many articles of dress uh, for many for many articles of dress, low necked even, evening gowns, ruffled skirts, puffed sleeves are, are quite modern in appearance. Some of the wall pictures show wrestlers, gladiators, bullfighters, and pugilists in action. Even the houses of common people and of the laborers indicate high standards of living. Although Cretan civilization was the oldest form of Aegean culture, it was not the earliest to be discovered in modern times. Later centuries, uh, later cent- uh, centers of Aegean culture were, were brought to light first, notably Troy in Asia Minor and then uh, uh, Mycenae and Tyrans on the grecian peninsula this happened as a result of excavations and discoveries made by a german businessman heinrich schliemann uh, in his youth <clears throat> schliemann actually had read the legendary stories of the greek war against troy as told by the greek poet homer in his iliad and odyssey these poems are now generally regarded as songs chanted by professional bards at the feasts of kings and nobles, the poems probably were gathered together before 700 BC and were ascribed to the blind genius named Homer. Though they contain much of myth and legend, they are quite evidently based on fact. Troy, situated on the Hellespont, or the Dardanelles, was the, the, the strait uh, leading ultimately to the Black Sea from the Aegean, the Hellespont, separating, well, today, separating the, um, uh, the, the two parts of Turkey, the European part of Turkey and the Asia Minor part of Turkey. Anyway, though they contain much of myth and legend, They are quite evidently based on fact. Troy, situated on the Hellespont, uh, or Dardanelles today, was able to interfere with trade passing through the strait and to collect heavy tax or tribute. The Greeks especially suffered from this policy and they determined to destroy the city. After a siege lasting nine years, Troy fell. Obviously, it was economic necessity and not, as Homer tells, the beauty of, of Helen, Queen of Sparta, uh, which caused the conflict. In the long story of human progress, therefore, uh, the war between the Greeks and the Trojans had some features in common with modern wars whose causes are usually rooted in economic and commercial rivalry. Schliemann's belief that the Homeric poems were based on actual events led him to attempt the discovery of Troy. He went to the Northeastern Asia Minor and in 1870 began excavations on the supposed site of the famous city. He came upon a mound about 155 feet high and digging down into it, he discovered not only one Troy, but parts of nine Troys, each built on the ruins of the one beneath it. In the the nine successive layers, he found evidence of settlements from Neolithic to Roman times. The sixth city, city number six, it is now well established, was the Troy of the Iliad. Aegean Civilization in the Ruins of Mycenae and Tyrrhns. Forced to abandon his work in Asia Minor because of a quarrel with the Sultan of Turkey, Schliemann went to Greece, where he hoped to find the palace of the king, that is, King Agamemnon, who had led the Greeks in the Trojan War. Schliemann was rewarded by discovering uh, important remains of Aegean civilization in the ruins of two cities in southern Greece, uh, My- Mycenae and Tiryns. This civilization had doubtless been brought there by Cretan ships. It is often called uh, Mycenaean, but it is really a late Aegean culture. Actually, this has uh, been disproved. Uh, That is in 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 times in times since the publication of this book, there there was a there was a civilization, um, the Minoan civilization, upon which uh, uh, these uh, uh, Mycenae and and Tiryns were probably built, and the Minoan civilization goes back 3,500 years. Anyway, <clears throat> so this, let's see. So this civilization had doubtless been brought there by Cretan ships. But, well, actually, that could still be so. It could still be so. So it, it is often called uh, Mycenaean, but it is really a late uh, Aegean culture. Yeah, that would still be so. I, I'm, I'm simply making the point that they're in, in that location there, there have been found civilizations older uh, than Mycenae and, and Tiryns. <clears throat> Among the noteworthy discoveries at Mycenae are tombs which contain not only embalmed bodies but a great number of objects: solid gold ornaments, jewels, and delic- delicately carved uh, vases of marble and alabaster. Palace and home also have yielded a wealth of relics of the Aegean civilization. Carved ivory. Here we go. Ivory again. Uh, Engraved gems, kitchen utensils, carpenter's tools, musical instruments, coins, and bronze daggers inlaid with gold. Okay. Next topic. Newcomers into the Aegean world. The wealth of the Aegean world tempted hitherto unknown people to make incursions from their own lands in the Danube Valley. These invading barbarians were tall, fair-skinned, fair-haired people belonging to the Caucasian race and speaking a language of the Indo-European group. They called themselves Hellens. Uh, Yes, Hellenes, H-E-L-L-E-N-E-S, Hellenes, Hellenes. But following uh, the Roman usage, we speak of them as Greeks. It was about 2000 BC when the first of these prehistoric Greeks swept into the land now called the Greek Peninsula. They were nomad shepherds and, and like other migrating peoples before and since, were seeking a chance to better their lot. For the most part, they wanted fairer pastures for their sheep and cattle. The newcomers settled among the Aegeans, mingled with them, and adopted something of their civilization. The first wave of Greek nomads was followed by others. The last group seemed to have been the Dorians. These were rude warriors armed with iron weapons, who conquered both the Greeks that had preceded them and the original inhabitants, the Aegeans, conquered and conqueror mingled, producing a mixed race, the Greeks of history, the Greeks that we know. These Greeks likewise made raids upon the islands of the Aegean. About 1400 BC, they invaded Crete, burned Knossos, not Knossos, but Knossos, and and took possession of the island. Troy fell into their hands around 1200 BC, and a century later, uh, Mycenae was added. By 1000 BC, the Greeks had taken possession of the entire Grecian peninsula, the islands of the Aegean, and the west coast of Asia Minor. These areas together uh, comprised Hellas, the Greek world of ancient times. The Greeks topic, the Greeks account for their beginnings. Man had existed on earth for a very long time before he began to think of his past. When he did begin to give thought to it, he had to construct it by drawing on his imagination. Like other ancient peoples, the Greeks knew nothing of their origins they had to create ancestors with commendable pride the people uh, chose to spring from nothing lower than gods and so built up a legendary background of myth and fable these tell how countless ages in the past men had become so wicked that the god Zeus swept the earth with a flood from which only two persons, uh, Deucalion and his wife, Pyrrha, were saved by floating in an ark. Deucalion and Pyrrha had two sons. One of them, uh, Helen, became the ancestor of the Hellenes. Myth and legend also furnished the Greek cities with founders, uh, Cecrops, Cadmus, and Pelops, Greek heroes and demigods, Uh, Theseus Heracles or Hercules Jason and others are merely symbols of Greek beginnings the names belong to mythology not to history the most famous of the Greek legends is the story of the Trojan War the the part which furnishes the theme for the Iliad so I uh, I have some argument which, with uh, what I just read, but I won't stop to argue now. And I have some argument with uh, what I'm about to read, but I will not stop to argue now. Uh, maybe we can have some history readers come on uh, with, uh, some read some history uh, that uh, challenges the things that are said here. But I do have some point that I'll make at the end, uh, briefly. Early Greek religion topic, early Greek religion, as has has already been shown, man in the childhood of our race found by experience that there were forces in the world which he could not control. A thunderbolt, a raging sea, an erupting volcano taught him to believe that there were supernatural powers which willed both good and evil to men. The Greeks shared this belief with other primitive people. He attributed to things in nature a mind and will like his mind and will. An angry sun would scorch him. The same sun in good humor would bring him life and health and pleasure. Thus the Greeks, Greeks came to treat the forces of nature as if they were human, coaxing benefits from them by making them presents in the form of sacrifice and gaining their goodwill by prayer. Greek worship was based on the idea of a contract. If the people pleased the gods, the gods were bound to render good services. The Greeks, in honor of their deities, made gifts of food and wine and arranged great festivals. It was believed that the gods, like men, could be pleased by attention and angered by neglect. It was a dangerous thing to have the gods against you, for they have good or evil, uh, for they gave good or evil fortune according to their moods. Nature being varied, I laugh, but and, and this is, of course, laughable, but uh, not meaning to offending, offend anyone. There are many people who uh, accept this. Anyway. Didn't mean to stop to argue. Uh, Nature being, being varied in Greece, gods were plentiful. They assumed human shape. The gods were handsome men. The goddesses were beautiful women. Only in their greater size and power and in their immortality did the deities differ from humans. There were 12 major deities in the Greek religion. Zeus. The sky father, quote-unquote, was the greatest of these. Though so he shared control of the universe with his two brothers, Poseidon, who ruled the sea, and Hades, who ruled the lower regions, the so we know was hell, there, there were many hundreds of lesser divinities. Homer pictures the gods as taking part in battles, visiting favorite cities, and having their quarrels and their love affairs. As, as, as they dwelt, uh, dwelt together on Mount Olympus. The early Greek made his gods in his own image. They were gross, deceitful, vengeful, vain, jealous, dissolute, cruel, because the Greek himself was all of these. The gods also had many of the virtues of men. But unfortunately, as the people grew better, the character of their gods did not change because it had been fixed by tradition, the Delphic oracle. The Greeks, in undertaking any important new enterprise, always sought to learn by consulting the gods what the future had in store for them. To get the advice of the gods, the Greeks would visit the shrines or oracles of certain deities. The most important of the oracles was the shrine of the god Apollo at Delphi. Here, the servant of Apollo, a priestess, sat on a tripod over a cleft in a rock, which issued gases, which put her into a sort of hypnotic state. While delirious, the priestess talked incoherently, and a priest interpreted her utterances as the voice of Apollo. He wrote them down in verse and gave the questioner his answer in writing. Greeks came to consult the oracle at Delphi in such matters as the founding of colonies, the cure for pestilence, military enterprises, and the problems of the state. The answers were often so vague that a double meaning could be taken from them. Topic religious festivals, now commonly called games. Greek religion was cheerful and it was given expression in festivals which came to have a great importance in Greek life. They were held in different cities at different times and were marked by holidays, feasts, splendid processions, sacrifices, and mysterious ritual. Some of the festivals uh, expanded from local celebrations until they included all the Greek city-states. The most famous of the four Greek Panhellenic festivals was the one held every four years at Olympia in honor of Zeus. It was the oldest recorded festival and the date of the first Olympiad, 776 BC was was year one in Greek history. Beginning in the third century BC, in case a few hundred uh, years later, the Greek calendar was based on four-year periods or Olympiads instead of one-year periods. Although the Panhellenic, Fest- Panhellenic festivals were fundamentally religious, they are now commonly called games. <clears throat> the celebration lasted five days. On the first day, bidding sacrifices were made to Zeus. On the second day, youths under 20 years old competed in running, wrestling, and boxing. On the third day, the men contested in these three sports. Horse races, chariot races, the pentathlon, and foot races of men in armor were events of the fourth day. The four horse chariot race of the four chariot races, with, with, with cars crashing and, and with, into cars, were exciting affairs. The pentathlon, a contest which consisted of five events, was not introduced until the 18th Olympiad. In the pentathlon uh, were included the broad jump, the, the throwing of, of, of a, a four pound discus, the 200 yard dash, casting the javelin, and wrestling, a varied test for all-around athletes. There was a public award of uh, of prizes on the fifth day. The prizes were simply wreaths of branches from the wild olive tree and had no money value. But the victors were highly esteemed by their fellow citizens, were given a banquet on their return home, and frequently received substantial rewards from the state. The Olympic Games were ended as they were begun with religious ceremony. <clears throat> In time the games took on the character of fairs, where merchants carried on trade with the thousands of visitors. There was also an intellectual side to the games. Poets, historians, philosophers, and orators exhibited their skill. This is where we get the you know the Greek famous Greek tragedies and and comedies. The Panhellenic Games brought the Greeks uh, of the various city-states into fellowship, aroused in them an interest and an enthusiasm for the things that were Greek and became the chief bond of unity for the Greek world. The so-called Olympic Games were revived in Athens in 1896. And since that time, have been held every four years except during the period of uh, the World War. Well, that was World War I, uh, 1912 uh, through 1920. The modern Olympics have a truly international touch. Athletes of every race and color participate. The Games are held every four years in a different country, usually in the capital or some prominent city. Nations vie with one another for the honor of holding them uh, honor and <laughs> finances <laughs> uh, of holding them and builds special stadiums of great size to accommodate the crowds which attend Paris London Stockholm Los Angeles st. Louis Athens Antwerp and Berlin have all held modern Olympic events again the publication of this book is 1936. Hmm. Winter sports, aquatic sports, equestrian competitions, and other games of modern type have been added to the Greek list, which consisted largely of track and field sports. The Greek list, the Greek competitions, you know, the ancient competitions, had to do with 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 uh, uh, military skills. Skills that were needed for war. All right, the modern marathon marathon race has been included to commemorate another feature of Greek history: the dramatic bearing of the news of the victory at Marathon by a fleet messenger back to Athens. He ran that distance back to, back to Athens uh, from Marathon. This was one of their uh, with uh, to, uh, this. This famous uh, run uh, uh, took place uh, uh, with, in connection with one of the battles that Greek uh, Greece had with um, Athens, in particular, had with uh, uh, Persia. Uh, the pentathlon, consisting of five events at the end of the Olympics, is also taken from the ancient Greek program. So, we come to the end and we approach my comments. Glimpses of Greek Beginnings. This is the commentary of the authors. At the time when a high civilization was being built in the Near East, Europe was still in the Stone Age. This historic period in Europe begins with the Greeks. But before their arrival in Europe, foundations of their later civilization had been laid in Crete, in Western and in, in, in Crete, in West Western Asian <coughs> excuse me, Western Asia Asia Minor and in continental Greece from a culture borrowed chiefly from Egypt. so there was a Greece before the Greeks arrived and so let me read that again this historic period in Europe begins with the Greeks but before their arrival that is from the Danube Valley uh, but before their arrival in, uh, in, in Europe Foundations of their later civilization had been laid in Crete, in in Western Western Asia Minor, and in continental Greece from a culture borrowed chiefly from Egypt. The Oriental thus indirectly played a part in determining the civilization of Western Europe. Hmm. The invasion of the Aegean world by the Aryan-speaking Greeks changed the course of history, for the culture which they developed in their new home has left its mark on every phase of our own civilization. So um, this is a textbook, and I'm going to mention two questions at the end of the in uh, in the end of the chapter Uh, comment on two questions Um, in the section looking back over the chapter so question one is why is Crete called the cradle of our European civilization well I've already hinted at at my comment concerning this Uh, that is um, European Greece uh, got its culture from for the most part from the islands of the Aegean not in, not not in exclusively or entirely but for the most part uh, from the islands of the Aegean and in particular Crete and the extent to which Crete got its culture from Egypt uh, is something to explore. Certainly it is a fact, and that fact has been mentioned in, in what I've read, but to, 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 to what extent uh, is, is, is something for someone to uh, uh, research and, 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 and share with us. And of course, as, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about Egyptian culture, and of course we're talking about the culture of interior Africa. All right, so I'll leave that there, uh, hoping to provoke some uh, some contributions. So the next question, uh, in what important ways did the religion of the Greeks resemble ours or differ and, and differ from ours well <clears throat> um i would think that um this is a college textbook i believe like a uh, western civ course uh freshman course um and and uh i i i, I would think that there would be it, you know, students who who would offer that um, the Greeks, you know, created, um, you know, their religion, uh, and you know the same way that uh, or that in this in that um, in the way that the Greeks created their religion, their gods. <clears throat> we created ours. I could see students arguing that, and I could see uh, professors using this book are not really being able to challenge that argument if they were inclined to uh, uh, effectively, given, given, you know, for one, uh, the... uh, 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 um, The, give, give it, given the fact that the monotheism, uh, which is which is the theme of the the Old Testament, uh, comes into question because the authenticity of the Old Testament uh, is has has always been in question. Okay, so if teacher and student are not <clears throat> in in you know are not familiar with um torah or quran then you know the, 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 they would be very comfortable with 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 this idea of uh you know man being the the, the creator of 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 his uh religion you know and therefore uh, you know his gods and and, and so forth so <clears throat> that um i of course you know well i'll leave it there so um there was some uh, uh provocation in in what i just shared and uh, i i i hope somebody takes debate and does some research or shares with us you know, history they already have at hand. And um, maybe we can get some answers. Okay. And so I think that with that, I will close. Uh, we'll come to the end, and I will thank uh, listeners. Thank you, listeners, for your attention and your forbearance. You know, with my, uh, <clears throat> you know, babblings and and confusions, and um, so start at the, at Facebook if if you want to connect, um, if, you know, and go to the um, uh, Harlem um, University Radio Facebook page <clears throat> and connect and 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 offer um offer, offer your uh, uh your your willingness your desire uh, you know to come on and, and share history and and, and deal with uh, you know some of these uh questions that, that I've raised um <clears throat> appreciate appreciate that very much so um next um next week god willing um, we will be talking more about the Greeks probably in the next two shows but next week we'll, we'll be discussing the uh, um, you know in in, in in a bit more detail a lot more detail Greek civilization the the city-states uh, in particular Athens and, and Troy so with that uh, again thank you very much and uh, have a uh, a blessed rest of your day and week and uh, life and uh, shalom, salam, salam.